Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. And today we have Devonte Bowl on. He's a Keller Williams realtor like myself. And I wanted to bring him on today to answer some of y'all's questions about how to get started in real estate and what that looks like and what the journey is because it's certainly not what you see on TV. It's certainly not the highlight reel you see on social media. Um, it's a great ride. It's an amazing career. Um, but I wanted to shine some light on some different things. Um, and he was a perfect person to bring on. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited yes. to be here. Like I was telling you earlier, I've never been on a podcast, so mm-hmm. this is a good opportunity. And I'm yeah. looking forward to having a conversation with you. I yeah. think it's going to be helpful for not only us as new agents, but mm-hmm. also those who are listening. Yeah. Some candid conversation about it. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of talk a little bit about how you got started in your okay. journey, your journey to real estate. Um, okay. Okay. So... Uh, I'll try to make it short and sweet, but <laughs> it's definitely a lot more to it than I'm going to share. But I've uh, uh, born in Ohio, raised, you know, primarily in Ohio for most of my life. And then I joined the Coast Guard um, at the age of 19, tried college for a little bit, wasn't mature enough for college at the time. <laughs> uh, funny story. I uh, went to Columbus State, which was a community college right near Ohio State. Okay. My best friend went to Ohio State. Nice. But I was at Ohio State so much that people thought he was my roommate. Nice. Like, oh, you're Devontae's roommate. So nice. obviously I wasn't ready for college. <laughs> so That's my hilarious. mom, she mentioned uh, the Navy. I went and talked to a Navy recruiter, and he had to be the worst recruiter to ever recruit anybody. Oh, jeez. His uh, pitch for me was, you know, you could be on a submarine, and, and you may not see daylight for 10 and 12 months, but it's really rewarding. That was not what I'm I wanted sorry, to hear. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, not no. even a little bit. And so <laughs> no. the Coast Guard recruiter was right across the hallway. He started talking to a 19-year-old about money, and that was all I needed to hear. Yeah. Joined the Coast Guard, and I did that for about, uh, well, I'm still in the reserves, but I've been active duty for about 9 to 10 years. That's awesome. And so around 2018, I'm in Corpus at this point. I moved to Corpus uh, in 2015, going on 16. And then in 2018, I started to get the sense that God wanted me to stay in Corpus. Yeah. Uh, I got saved in 2018. Um, complete life change. A bunch of things happened. I always say that everybody has their own rock bottom. Right? right. And you respond to your rock bottom a lot differently than the next person. Will. Right. And so for me, it was definitely getting back to my roots, which was faith. And uh, uh, I got saved in 2018. And I felt like God was telling me to stay in Corpus. But I couldn't stay in Corpus if I stayed coast guard right okay. because you transfer you move around in the military and so you can only be in a certain place for so long okay so uh i had to come to a crossroads of you know what am i going to do if i get out the coast guard yeah okay and i wanted to invest in real estate while in the coast guard because i was going to be in different places and so i got caught on to dave ramsey and bigger pockets cool. and all these yeah yeah you know financial success stories yeah. in real estate and so i was like okay, I still want to invest in real estate, but obviously I'm not going to be in the Coast Guard, so why not become a real estate agent so I can learn more about what I want to invest in? There you go. Okay? So I uh, finally, through some wrestling too, because, you know, it wasn't just, okay, I need to get out the Coast Guard and I need to do real estate. It was like, man, you're about to give up, you know, this steady paycheck Seriously. that you get on the 1st and 15th for the last nine years. Now, you know, health benefits are, are going to look a lot different yeah. outside the military. So it was a huge, uh, I mean, it was scary. You it know? is. It was definitely it scary. Is. 
And so, you know, I finally uh, just got a hold of it and said, I'm going to do this. You know, the Lord's going to take care of me. Absolutely. I'm going to be fine. And um, I finally start studying for my real estate license at the end of, uh, uh, was it at the end of 2019? And I got my license April of 2020. Okay. Okay. And, um, or am I, no. I got my years mixed up. It's 2022 right now, right? Yes, it just, so I got my, just yeah, turned 2022. I, <laughs> I started studying for my license end of 2020, got my license in April of 2021. Okay, okay, awesome. And so I get on to Keller Williams that following month in May. Um, and I can I can just look back now in hindsight, right, and be like, okay, the Lord definitely. How did you even get from there to here? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he definitely was like he this is what he does you know he puts little crumbs in front of you he doesn't mm-hmm. tell you what it's going to be like mm-hmm. two days from now but he'll give you what it's going to look like a minute from now <laughs> <laughs> and you he just have to trust it to go right to right. go to that next step exactly yeah it's definitely a lamp unto our feet and a lamp doesn't give you much light right. right but he's definitely taking care of me i mean uh that first the first three months in real estate uh you know I have a big community in the church, so it was it was kind of easy for me to get my name out there as, hey, yeah. Devontae's going into real estate because right. I already had a community. Um, so my first deal was actually a family that goes to my church. They were looking for an investment property. Awesome. And really small deal. You know, it was, I was, at that time, I was a first class in the Coast Guard. So I was getting around $4,000 a month. That's good. Okay? So my first check was uh, on a little investment townhome. $109,637. There you go. You know, and so that was like, what, two grand right there? <laughs> but it was it was a confidence builder. Right, You know, though. it was a confidence builder. Got the and first deal under your belt. Let's yes, keep going. Exactly. Yeah. And so it steamrolled from there. Yeah. And, you know, closing out December, I was at 10 deals, 10 closings. And, uh, you know, I remember at one point within those seven, eight months of being a real estate agent, yeah. I was at four closings, four pending, and four deals that fell through. Yeah. But the four deals that fell through, man, those those taught me more than anything. Absolutely. You know, those, yeah. the, those are the deals I remembered more than the closings and the pendings because well, I learned so much. Those are the ones that nobody really knows exist. Exactly. You know, and like I was saying, you know, so many people see – they don't see the hard work and what goes in and all of the conversations mm-hmm. and all of the back and forth between the lenders, the the mm-hmm. other agent on the other side, right. your clients who are emotionally invested in this transaction. I mean, we're helping people with some of the biggest financial decisions of their life. Right. And it's so, it can be a lot. Yeah. It can be a lot to manage all at once. Mm-hmm. And so dive into those a little bit that, that fell off. Like right. how does that, how, how did that happen for you? So, and it's like, you know, I always think of this, you know, because I posted one of those deals as under contract. Yeah. <laughs> and it never, no one knows this. No one, you know, is paying attention that closely. Of course. But no one saw that, okay, he had it under contract, but where's the post about it closing? You know? <laughs> it kind of and evaporated. Wa- right, right. And I wonder how many, you know, agents do that or have had that, you know, happen. Like, Go double check the MLS. <laughs> Let's see how, how truthful this actually is. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, one of them, and this is, you know, a novice rookie mistake, but I had to learn it, right? I was dealing with a, a client, and uh, she wanted to buy a property. She was married, and but she wanted to buy the property on her own. Mm. You know, she didn't want it. And, you know, Texas being a community property state, 
um, marriage is pretty important. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? if you have a spouse, if you're dealing with one spouse, you may want to have the other spouse involved on yeah. the sale or buy of a property. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get, we're going through all the motions, we get it under contract, go through the inspections. We're near closing. It's like, I want to say two weeks from closing, maybe a what? week out from closing. And the, the lender's like, you know, we need we need the husband on these documents. We need the husband to sign. We need the husband at closing. And oh my! She didn't want her husband at closing, and it just blew. Up. No, <laughs> so bad. No. Uh, so that deal did not close. Holy okay? cow! Yes, it did not close, and that was a lesson learned for me. I was like, never will I. One, I'm gonna know the full story of my client's situation. Absolutely. If I'm Ask be a little bit more leading guests. questions. Are you married? Yeah. Okay. Where's your husband? Where's your wife? Seriously. Do they wanna... know that this transaction exists? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Gosh, that was a dang. huge lesson learned right there. That one fell through. So let's talk about that because I'm confused. Mm -hmm. How can that, uh, the contract is a legal binding document. Right. Once you go through your inspection period, your mm -hmm. option period, and that time evaporates, mm -hmm. now you're ready, you're you're on the road to closing. Right. How, did, how did they legally break the contract? So it was, I think it was really grace on the seller side. Okay. Um, they were just like, man, let's cut our losses and get the property back on the market. Okay, because so they that knew that they actually... would find another buyer because it's such a seller's market. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So it would have been, it would have been, you know, to their detriment for them to even seek any legal action. I understand. Person, I know? understand. So and, uh, you know, it sucks because even as me representing, you know, the buyer, you're still like, man, we just, you know, waste these people's time. Yeah. Uh huh. But, you know, it was an ordained lesson, and I took it on the chin. Man, and that's crazy. The, the agent on the other side, man, I love the fact that there are so many agents out there that are willing to teach you. you know? Yeah. Because they see, okay, I'm dealing, obviously, with the novice agent. And that's one thing, too. Like, I feel like as new agents, man, have some humility. Seriously, you know? don't, don't feel like you own it, you know it all. Right, yes. And don't try to... I I understand the whole fake it till you make it type of thing, but I think that can bite you in the butt. When you're dealing with contracts and legal binding documents, I'm telling you, yes, it's not safe. It's not. You a can't safe just bet. you can't just ask questions later, right? And so that was one thing I think that helped me, you know, in my in the deals that didn't fall through. Like the other person knew I'm dealing with a new agent. He's he's eager to learn, yeah, you know, and he's not he's not handling things irresponsibly. Or yeah, and yeah. So you know. Any of those deals that I had that fell through, it was a coaching moment for myself and the other agent got, you know, the benefit of actually teaching somebody. Yeah. Way, yeah. You know? So, yeah, it was definitely grace on the other well, side. Well, good for you for having that that outlook. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, that's that's hard. And there and there are transactions, though, where the other agent on the other side is not nearly as accommodating. Right. You know, and so, you know, it can be that that can be one part of the. Un, unheard of issues that you can right. have too, you mm -hmm. know, like yeah. when you're practically doing all of the work and you never even hear from the other person. Yeah. Hey, exactly. I texted you two days ago. Do you know that I exist? Uh -huh. I emailed you also. How badly do you want to get this thing sold? Right. You know, how badly do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, it can be difficult, especially whenever you have your clients on the other end right. that you have to answer to. One thing I've been doing with agents that don't respond, you know, uh -huh. uh, you know, you'll have the message that you sent initially. And then I'll start sending the emoji that points up to the message. Throw some lighthearted humor in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Right. Like, and one agent actually responded. It was like, 
huh, I'm going to use that in the future. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you answer my Round of applause. Now, right? Yeah, seriously. That's so funny. Let me funny. see. So another deal that fell through. Uh, what, what, what happened with that one? Oh, um, this one just had to do with, I think a lot of agents have been through this. When a uh, a client of yours maybe takes out a loan or something, then it changes their whole oh, no. financial situation. Yeah. And I, I I give grace in this too. You know, it, it hurts in the moment because you're like, dang it, that was a check that was probably going to pay my mortgage. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it does hurt in the moment. But then um, just the way, you know, my heart is set up, I'm like, okay, obviously either I didn't, convey to them in the beginning hey you shouldn't do this right or they were going through a situation in their lives where they had to make a move they had no choice no yeah and and the dominoes fell the way it did yeah you know but that was one that fell through too and that and what i learned from that one was be very upfront with your clients in the beginning yeah hey if you take out a loan if you buy a car throughout this process you may not be able to qualify yeah mortgage loan yeah trying to take out so yeah, that was well, and I've had conversations with lenders too. Just because if you if I'm if I'm trading out the car I have mm-hmm. for a different car, mm-hmm. even if it's a lower payment, right. it still changes the numbers, and right. they have to go back through it, and they have to change everything. Mm-hmm. And you might not affect your ability to close because it's not a higher say it's not a higher debt on your end, right. but it is um, it's a new change in right. your credit, mm-hmm. you know. And every little thing affects it. And if you're trying to buy a house, just put a pause on right. all those things for. You know, two months. As soon as you get the keys. Exactly. You know, I mean, I don't advise that. I listen it. to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, there was one but. time he, uh, someone had told me uh, a few years ago when we had bought a house that they can still come and underwrite up to like a week or two after closing oh. or something. And I'm like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I asked some people after the fact later on and they were like, that's not a thing. Right. But maybe he was just doing that to get us to not do anything, mm. you know? Um, but I was still nervous to like go and even like buy anything and even touch our savings or like right. go and buy tools for the garage. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what if they want to come back and they want to see something in our account? You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they're, and I joke, they're like the FBI, they can see everything. You, know? <laughs> yeah, <seriously though. laughs> like, you can't hide anything from your lender. And that's why they say like, it's so important not to do anything. And you can't like, Oh, I forgot about this payment. I'm just not going to mention it. Right. It's this, this monthly, you know, automatic draft. They're going to find it. You'll see it. Yeah. Third one that fell through, uh, this, okay. This one, this one sucked a lot for for everybody, but in hindsight, I'm telling you, God's plan in hindsight is always. There's 20, a reason. 20. Yeah, there's it's a reason 20, for 20. it. So I had this client who uh, he wanted to go and purchase a townhome, beautiful townhome, uh, and it was um, like the the sellers completely renovated the inside. It was like something you would see in a very 2020 2021 modernized home. That's awesome. Townhome, right? It That's awesome. Really good. Uh, and so we go through the whole process. And like I said, I thought it was a townhome. We all thought it was a townhome. I reached out to Was the, it a condo or something? Condo. Oh, hey. I reached out to the seller's agent before we even went under contract. Like, hey, is this a townhome or is this a condo? And I knew this from having a mentor. Like, hey, you I'm need to find already. out. <laughs> you need to find out which is which. Yeah. Because it's a whole different. It changes things on the lender side. Yeah. It changes things on even what type of contract you put in. Yeah, that's right? true. So they told, they text back and said, it's a townhome. Like, all right. So we proceeded with the one to four oh, residential geez, contract. Uh, got accepted. We go through inspections. And now it's, you know, smooth sailing to closing. Right? Yeah. So we get 
to the point where the lender is uh, reviewing the appraisal report and questions start to pop up on whether or not this is a townhome or a condo. Oh, geez. And to find out it is a condo. And the so lender, the appraiser, <coughs> the appraisal is already back. So you're probably like a week from closing. Right. Yeah. It's like third quarter going on fourth quarter. Yeah. Like right? days. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the lender starts raising questions. It comes up that it is, in fact, a condo, and that changes everything with the loan. Oh, so we, no. You know, we start trying to scam- scramble to make everything okay. I resubmit the correct contract uh, for a condo, and um, and the financing, The it was an FHA loan. So that matters, oh, too. okay. Right? Okay, yeah. Because the FHA is a lot stricter and they don't really fare well with cond or with uh with condos. Yeah. If it was a townhome, it would have been fine. Yeah. In fact, that was a condo. FHA didn't like that, and the lender didn't like that. Oh, and so, man. uh, yeah, it wasn't the lender wasn't going to give them the loan for it. Oh and so no. We had, and that one hurt because, I mean, yes, I could look at the seller's agent and be like, well, "You told me it was townhome." Seriously, <laughs> no. Why didn't you represent your client co- properly? Oh, uh, see, you know, yeah. and it's like. I, I look back on that one too, and it's like okay, there was multiple. No one was at fault. Everybody could have did you know more due diligence. And right? how would you find that out? Would you read through the bylaws? Would you go on the appraisal district? And speaking of these bylaws, man, these bylaws were like they were using townhome and condo interchangeably. Okay. So it was really confusing, especially for a new agent. I'm looking at it like seriously. Okay, which is it? Well, you and know? what even is the difference? Honestly, like legally the description could be the same thing because on most condos you're you own the interior walls mm-hmm. you don't own the exterior right. on a townhome if i'm not mistaken it could be the same or no who knows at this point like i know for a fact that was one of the things i was going to look into this year and really try yeah. to figure out all right these are the townhomes in our market these are the condos in our Got market because i never want to go through what that is again, classified right? yeah exactly. is differently yeah and i was even going to reach out you know to the I mean, because some HOAs are better than others. Some are really friendly and will help you out and work. Exactly. With some are just like read the bylaws yeah, and get lost. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was one of my goals. That's going to be one of my goals this year because that one still because I'm saying you look at those bylaws and it was like townhome here, condo here. Yeah. And it was like, OK, when we pull up to some of them, sometimes, too, you have no you have no understanding because uh, typically a townhome and a condo, they all they share walls. Right. Sometimes the condo is a little bit more noticeable because it looks like an apartment building. Right. Right. But even then, like I, I was showing a townhome last week and I reached out to the agent and I asked specifically, like, wh- how is this? How, how is this set up? You know, what is he even responsible for? Right. Because it's, it's like a building. It's I guess you could describe it as almost like a fourplex or a quadplex yeah. because it's all one long building okay. and they all share an interior wall, mm-hmm. you know, so they're all sandwiched together. But that isn't. And even then, sometimes you can own that piece. Right. You know, and that gets even more confusing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah y'all, it's not what you see on the, on the TV. <laughs> Real estate is not what you see on TV. <laughs> and so that one fell apart. That one fell apart. And that Gosh, was, dang that would have been. That's I was hard. so excited for that one. Yeah. Um, because it was, it was a, I was in that, I want to say 250s range. Okay. And so I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is. This is not the 109, 637. Price point is a little bit higher. <laughs> right, right. This is the one where I'm like, Moving okay. Moving up on in the world. Okay, Coast Guard, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to run back to you. <laughs> but, uh, and then now in hindsight, right, like there was a lesson from it. It just, if my client at the time would have uh, closed on that property, it would have been, um, 
it would have just been a disaster for him just because of, you know, God bless him, but the way things played out for him after that, he wouldn't have been able to pay. Oh, my. So it just would have been, he wouldn't have been able to pay the mortgage, what I'm saying. It's a good thing that, you know, sometimes people can ignore things like this. Mm -hmm. People can ignore a big slap in the face Mm -hmm. and still push through it. Right. And that's really awesome that that he was saved from that. Right, exactly. Good grief. He got saved from that because it would have been bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the lessons learned from the clothes. Man, the, dude. The ones that fell through. That's a, that, those are some good nuggets. Well, yeah, for Gosh, real. Gosh, dang. So I'd say if anything that I learned from those is, uh, man, do your due diligence. Even though the MLS says this, even though Seriously. the other agent even says this. One, do you know that agent's track record? Right. You know? Um, and then two, man, don't you want to know for yourself? Yeah. You know, just for your own peace of mind. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I know I, that's something that I have to be intentional about because, you know, as a new agent, you, you're like, I need to get this done now. Exactly. You know, or else this deal's going to fall well, apart. Well, and in this market too, it can be tough because it's like, I need to get this offer submitted. Mm-hmm. I right. don't have time to wait three or four days for the HOA to finally feel like calling me back. Right. And it can be tough, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be really hard. So I want to kind of touch base back on what you're talking about with all the clients you had at once. I feel like Mm -hmm. this is such a juggling game and, and your, um, you know, how you respond to clients and how you handle your interactions with clients is your reputation. And so if you are Johnny on the spot and you have good communication, I think communication expectations go so far in life and not only in this career, but just in life in general. Right. How would you say like, what have you learned in that regard and what can you, what can you teach our listeners in that regard to how to manage a lot of moving pieces? Mm -hmm. Because each, 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 um, each closing has a, has you know typically one or two people involved right. with the purchasers or the sellers, mm-hmm. and then you've got the bank involved, and mm-hmm. then you've got the the title company, and then right. you know you've got the other agent. There's lots of people involved in each transaction, yeah. and when you have multiple of those, you're juggling at once. Communication skills go a really long way, yeah. and organization Definitely. and all of that. Organization, especially uh, what I started doing, organization wise, and then I'll go to the communication piece. Organization wise, you know, I started. Um, structuring my email account, <clears throat> excuse me, I structured my email account where I would have buyer deals, oh, buyer deals, let me clear my throat real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I would have buyer deals, closed deals, and then listing or listed deals. And it would okay. be folders in my email account. Yeah. And so any buyer related deal, I would, uh, you know, tag it as the address of the property. Okay. And I would drag all my emails to that specific folder. So it was just like how I could organize it in my mind. Compartmentalize things. Exactly. And then even in my my files and folders, I use iCloud. That's what I've been using as of late. I would just, you know, same thing, have the the buyer deals, listing deals, and then inside that folder had the address of the property and be able to drag anything related to that deal to that folder. Yeah. And then communication wise. So that kept me organized in my mind. I knew where to go to look for certain things for certain clients and stuff yeah. like that. And then when it came to communication, one thing that I've seen that's really been a help is having anybody related. Well, not any. I, OK, for client wise, I would have the husband and wife and myself in a group message. Yes. And that way we could all be on the same page. If I couldn't get a hold of one of them, I had the other one right there. So right. they knew what was going on at all times. Right. And that has been a huge help communication wise. And then, uh, man, I used to be 
really bad at responding text and I, w- I was the type that would look at a text like oh, okay i'll answer it later but you can't be that way in real estate nope. you cannot be that way as a real estate agent especially no. so i've had to be intentional in that i have to be really intentional in that and my biggest thing is just man, get the answer as fast as possible right and get back to them as soon as possible and if you don't have the answer right then and there just let them know that that you're, you're working gonna, on yes it. I'll, I'll have an update for you today yep um one thing that helped too and I'm still trying to figure out what works best, but one thing Seriously. that has helped was having a blocked out time in my day where I would service clients. Yes. I would, you know, intentionally focus on getting answers or responding or calling, you know? Yeah. And it was like from one o'clock to maybe three thirty or four o'clock. Uh-huh. Where I, I would do nothing else but service my clients. Yeah. And so that was help as well. Yeah. Because I mean it's really easy in real estate to just be dragged in every direction. Seriously. You know, as soon as you get the call, now you forgot what you were doing. I was just talking that. to my girl about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. overwhelming. And your phone mm-hmm. your phone is your work. Right. I'll pick up my phone and I do this every single day. And I think it's also let me let me finish this and then I'll yeah. circle back. Yeah. You pick up your phone and you're like, I need to send it. Oh yeah, I need to send an email. I pick up my phone. I see a text from a client. I respond to the text. I put my phone down. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I didn't send an email. I pick up my phone and then I get a phone call while I'm trying to do the, the thing mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like one thing after the next. Yes. Or my mom, my mom, like this morning I was telling my husband, I, and I try to communicate with him the best I can because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people wanting things from us all the time. Right. And if we're not careful the next person that wants something from me, if it's not an immediate, I just want to snap. Right. And it's usually my, my sweet husband. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, I need to work on it. And I think that like how you mentioned not having it all figured out Mm -hmm. is completely okay. Right. You have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to adjust things as you go. You know, I'm starting to work now on a calendar. I used to, I'm only put stuff in my phone. I would never write down a calendar. Well, my, my team lead is like, well, why don't you? Uh, she's like, well, we need to do lead gen every day, so block out a time frame for the, to do lead gen. Figure out how you're going to get it in your schedule. Put blocks in there for your own time. Mm-hmm. And what I would do is I would just put like for today, you know, podcast with Devonte, mm-hmm. and then that's all I have to do for the day, and that's all that I see. So I'm like, okay, cool, I can get other things done. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to do is write it down in a actual paper planner right and it literally has every time slot from like 6 a.m to like 8 p.m okay and it's literally like like on paper every single time slot and i put in there what i'm gonna do so if i've got inspections if i got this or that and then whenever i have little pieces Mm -hmm. i can sit back and i can kind of breathe yeah but i feel like what happens a lot of times in this business is this happened to me every day last week and i was about ready to freaking blow (laughs) i thought that so in rockport we have phone duty and we have to be in person and so for our time slots, we have to be there in the office, kind of like as a receptionist. Right. And I would be there and I'm like, cool, all I got to do is just be in the office today. I'm going to get stuff done while I'm sitting there naturally, mm-hmm. but all I got to do is just be in the office. And then literally my phone did not stop going off all day long. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so exhausting. And I, like I was telling, talking about this morning, I was trying to get my breakfast made. And that was whenever you were texting me that you were on the way here. Right. And I was like, oh, crap, I really need to go. <laughs> and then I was trying to get my breakfast made. I had a client calling me, telling me that he just put doors, put new door uh, locks on his house, okay. and then I needed to get the key. I had a lender calling me about a closing later this week. Okay. 
I had a my buyer texting me about his contract that's still not accepted. My mom was texting me because she wanted me to get an LSU sticker made for her. That was literally within 10 minutes. Man. And my husband was like, hey, when are we going to leave? Right. If you ask me one more thing, you know, and I didn't flip on him, but I could feel it in my internally. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, chill out. Right. It's, 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 and it, and I feel like just naturally it doesn't happen throughout the day. Right. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, it's 9.01 AM. Everybody text Callie <laughs> and call her at the same exact time within the next five Everybody's minutes. Everybody's calendar is synced up. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, let's wait, let's wait until after 8.30 so that it's, you know, so mm-hmm. that it's kind or whatever professional etiquette right oh my freaking a i'm telling you is sometimes it's just so hard to manage yeah. that and oh, to yeah. manage like your own and i was telling my husband this morning like maybe i need to kind of reassess the way that i respond mm-hmm. so i was going to pick mm-hmm. up the phone while i was eating my breakfast and i was going to call whoever and i was going to text the other person at the same time while, so doing three things at once right mm-hmm. okay no it's going to be all right. Eat your breakfast and enjoy right. it. Mm-hmm. Pick up your phone, respond to the text message. Yeah. Then call the person. If it takes you 20 minutes to get back to person A, uh-huh. it's not going to be the end of the world. Right. And I think that that's something that we we just will learn mm-hmm. different business time. management as we go. Yeah. Yeah. But you always, you know, and it could be just my personality. I always want to be everything for everyone mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because I want to set that expectation of excellence, you yeah. know, and and good communication right? and good expectations and all of these things. And it can be a lot, Yeah, you know, it I mean, can, it can be a lot. I feel like over these past, I'll say over the past year or well, almost a year of uh, doing real estate, not quite there yet, but I was posting this post and I just, you know, a caption came to me. I'll say God gave it to me. It was God first family second, and then real estate third. Yeah. And you know, I, I I bet there are agents out there that was like, oh, no, I would never, you know, say real estate is third. You know, so I don't <laughs> want my, you know, clients feeling like they're third place. But I just know if I don't have my priorities in order, my clients won't be anything to me at all. You're exactly you know, right. I won't be able to service them the way that I'm supposed to service them. Yep. And I just know, especially with me being, you know, just married to newly, a newlywed um, I got to have my house in order. Yep. You know, I got to have my house in order before I can do anything out in the field. Yeah. Right. So I know if I keep God first, I can treat my clients exactly the way they should be treated. And right. And the best service. Right. I know if I keep my wife and my home, my family, you know, taken care of, I can take care of others outside of that scope. Right. You know? But if those two things are falling apart, real estate is not going to get anything good exactly they're gonna get they're gonna get the leftover pieces exactly and then it's like i mean if you i feel like if you do your business in a way where your business is running you you're gonna get burned out eventually you're exactly right there's no way that's sustainable yeah and i know for a fact that that person who called me can wait a second exactly you know they can wait a a second they can wait a second then you know right like it's not going to be the end of the world, and that's yeah. something I feel like us as new agents we fall into the trap of thinking, I need to answer that call, yeah, or else, yeah. And it's like, no, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my thing is too, like if I don't get to it right away, then something else is going to fill the hole, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to forget that I didn't get to the other thing. Yeah. Like the stupid sticker that my mom wants for my dad's <laughs> phone. Like, 
she asked me about that probably <laughs> over a month ago. And I'm uh-huh. like, why are you just now reminding me? Right. <laughs> I don't remember. Go to go, mm. you know, go online and try and find one because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to find someone to make one for you. Amazon. Like, I don't Amazon. even know. Yeah, seriously. You know, and, and now I, I was going to call her on the way over here today and I totally forgot because all these other people were calling me and um, mm-hmm. I don't even remember now what, what it even is that right. I, know, I know what it is, but I don't know mm-hmm. why she needs it for me, <laughs> Yeah, you know? And I want to, and also too, like I want to be a good friend too. And right. so that's something to like, um, you know, thankfully my husband, his job is very um, mobile. You mm-hmm. know, we can go, we can go places together a lot, you know, but with my, my, like my girlfriends, they'll call and want to talk. And last week I felt so bad. Um, she, one of my girlfriends called for something mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, is that it? <laughs> like, can we, can, oh. can we be done? I, I had nothing. I had right. nothing. And I worked the soundboard at church and it was, thir- okay. it was Thursday. Yeah. And I was watching some junk TV to just trying to relax yeah. before I had to leave. And then that didn't happen. And I went to rehearsal. It didn't start until late, like six thirty-seven. Okay. And I walk in and I'm just like done. Yeah. Like I had, I right. literally like that old day I was so tired and exhausted. I was at the office all day, just going 90 miles a minute. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I don't have anything in me to go tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go because I need to go and I need right. to be there. And I walked in and thankfully it was an easy set and I could have probably done it with my eyes closed right. at this point, thankfully. Um, yeah. but I, I, <laughs> It was so funny. It's like, you don't realize. So I walked in and everybody was already up on stage, but they typically aren't. They typically like separate and practice separate. Uh-huh. And I walked in and my husband was on stage and he's like, Hey babe. I'm like, hi. And I like turned over to go to the soundboard and the, the sound guy was there, the leader or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you look like you hate everything. Are you all right? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry that, that I'm being perceived that way that's never that's never Mm -hmm. my goal but you know today to be real I ain't got nothing and I'm happy to be here because I know that I need to be here to refill myself and Mm -hmm. to be around people that I like to be around and to be around my friends and you know to kind of get out of that Uh headspace and I'm gonna make a podcast about this later on but basically like the way that I was feeling I was thinking so many negative things Mm -hmm. in my head all day Mm -hmm. about how tired I was right and it's all that I could think about the rest of the day and I wanted to hop on my Instagram stories and just be like, y'all don't do this. You know, like every now and then do you just feel that like motivation Mm -hmm. that you just want to give to somebody else, you know, because even though I needed to listen to it myself, a lot of times people need to hear that too, Yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why I have this podcast is to be able to educate and motivate other people too, Mm -hmm. because what you think about in your head, it will grow. And if it it is not in a good place, like you were Mm -hmm. saying, you've got to take care of, you've got to take care of yourself first Mm -hmm. before you can give to anyone else. Yeah. I always like the the scripture that says, you know, a little bit of yeast will ruin the whole batch. Some some parts say ruin the whole batch. Some say leaven the whole batch. Whatever it's saying is saying that what that uh, something as small as a uh, you know a seed can really infiltrate the whole system, the whole thing. It's a uh, that's yeah. inhabiting. And so I know that you know we always hear positive thinking, positive thinking, and we 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 dash it to the side. It's cliche, but it's so true it's simple mm-hmm. right but it's hard right it's simple but it's hard yeah and i know for a fact that if i were man if i were living by Devonte's wisdom or you know any other wisdom other than you know god and i would definitely be a whole different person right now yeah. i would be a person that you know could be affected by a lot of external things but mm-hmm. you know when i so for real estate and life in general me living according to a truth that's outside of myself and above myself 
<clears throat> it just gives me strength to actually be a great real estate agent when I need to be, a great mm-hmm. husband when I need to be, mm-hmm. you know, a great leader when I need to be. And it's like, thank God, because I don't have the strength. Like, I've seen my weakness. I've right, seen Devontae without God's help. Yeah. And that Devontae can't help anybody. He can't even help himself. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think people need to, I think especially in real estate when we're dealing with such an important such an important thing in other people's lives. Like we're yeah. dealing with a lot of money yeah. you know, for other people. I think you got to live for something above yourself. I think you yeah. have to be living for something that's outside of you and above you. Yeah. A standard that no matter what, no matter how, how you feel, you're going to live up to that standard. Yeah. You know, and for, for us, obviously that standard is Jesus Christ. And I feel like people are in much greater hands when they're dealing with somebody who will, who will, have a non-negotiable standard that they'll operate by. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, it's good. I know for a fact, it was good that you went to church that day because those are the days we need oh, to be dude. there the most. <laughs> telling you. And you're serving too. So that's, you know, man, there's a lot of unseen things that are happening right there. You yeah. Know? It's like, I just know the Lord sees that and he's like, I know you're going to do it. I got I'm about you. to give you some grace. You know, I'm about, I got to, you. I'm about to bless you. Just wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and thank God for that for Zeke, I mean, our leader back there, he's so awesome. And he knows me well enough to where he can be like, girl, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, like, like, right. you need that. Yeah, you need people in your life like mm-hmm. that. And, you know, that's kind of like my husband when I walked in, he's like, hey, babe, <laughs> hi, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's good to have that, yeah. you know, it really mm-hmm. is. And, and you know, I appreciate you coming on here to, mm-hmm. to encourage all of us today. And yeah. um, one thing that I want to leave with is, what do you do every day to make the world a better place? Okay. What do I do every day to make the world a better place? I would say, man, I seek the kingdom of God first because I know that his plans for all of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do every morning is get up, see what the word of the Lord says, see, you know, what direction he wants to lead me in today. Um, and I know that from that, every interaction will be coming from a place of him Instead of, okay, what can I do to make Devontae's life better today? Yeah. You know? And so that's what I do. I just try to seek the kingdom of God first because he says, you know, if you seek me first, all these things will be given unto you. Yeah. saying Everything you need, you know, provision, generosity, love, every, every perfect gift comes from above. So if we go to the king first, you know, everything else will just be in place. Right. And so that's what I try to do. I try to go to him first. That way, any other interaction I have throughout the day is life-giving. No. Well, it would be filtered through that at first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because, oh, man, I just know who Devontae has been. <laughs> and that's not a good guy. I feel that. You know? and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not even trying to say, like, I was an evil dude. I was, I oh, was no. a, a dude who, 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 who wanted to do things his way but have manners at the same time. And it just wasn't. Gotcha. It just wasn't. I look back and I was like, man, you weren't helping anything or anybody. Yeah. You were... You were causing damage, yeah. you know, not only to yourself, but others around you. And now on this side of life, this side in Christ, I just know that any interaction I have is mm-hmm. life-giving. And I'm, I'm giving either somebody hope, giving somebody truth, 
yeah. you know, giving somebody grace, whatever it is that that's the awesome. Lord has for them in that moment, I know that I can be a clear filter now. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Well, I know that there's going to be a lot of people that, that have good takeaways from this. So yeah. thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you, you guys for, for tuning me. in. Um, if you guys want to get in touch with Devante, um, you know, reach out with any kind of, mm-hmm. you know, real estate questions or anything you might, you might um, have questions about, what's a good way for people to get in touch with you? So my handles for everything is Devante Ball Real Estate. And you can do Devontae Ball Real Estate on Facebook, on Instagram. And if you need to get to me through my email, it's just my first and last name, DevonteBall at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and I'll put that in the show notes for everybody so that they can reference that. And, you know, thanks again for coming on. And thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good one. God bless you.